From Post Loudness, this is Open Ended. Where two best friends split the line between facts and fiction. Hey everybody, I'm Cher. And I'm James. And we're going to talk about living online or, you know, the fabulous life of living online, but mostly about <laughs> Bow Wow. <laughs> so this is so this is a very interesting thing because you have no idea what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, you just so, told me like, okay, so Bow Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I literally slacked right. and I was like, we're talking about Bow Wow. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Classic. So, so let me lay this for you. So okay. you remember Bow Wow, right? Sure. Little Bow Wow. You just don't know the way you move so fast across the boat. Yeah, that guy. You know, Solange was in his music video for Poppy Love. Of course. Like, some, like yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Um, Little Bow Wow, as he used to be called. Yeah. You know, rapper from, I believe, Columbus, Ohio. And Cleveland, he I think. became like a big sensation when mm-hmm. we were younger. Yep. Um, so he's been doing like a press tour recently for this new show that he has. Um, it's a new reality show. And he's been going all around New York doing press work. And here's a very interesting thing. So he posted on his Instagram this photo of a private jet with like a sprinter van uh, and a limo like pulled up to it and he would like caption this image as like you know going off to my tour all this type of stuff you know essentially doing what you do on instagram you know you kind of like make your life seem fabulous you know what i mean but the lovely thing about the internet is like somebody posted on snapchat on their flight to new york that they saw Bow Wow on his on their commercial flight. Oh shit! So, so they posted this online, and then of course, like the sleuths of the internet oh realized God. that like Bow Wow's photo he posted on Instagram was in fact like a stock image from like oh my uh, God livery service in Florida. Shit! So oh, you know I I know it's wild. So like the plot thickens. Okay, so like. He, he is out like here screen capping random ass pictures. Oh my god, Bow Wow! <laughs> right, oh right. God, it's like, bro, don't do this. Don't do this, man. Uh, so, so the oh wild thing about god. this is like he's doing these tours, and he did a he did a uh, interview on Jesus and Mero, uh, the show on Viceland, Ooh. and then the day after, <laughs> oh, they no. literally came on and like they opened their show like from the top. They were like, we need to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that Bow Wow came here and lied on our stage, and then they banned him from the show. Uh-oh, Trumpito's feeling the heat. Wait, no, f*** that. Feeling, Let's start with the most important story off the rip. What is it? What's Yesterday, it? the American public's trust was betrayed. Oh! Okay, there's rules, there's regulations, there's wow. things. There's certain there's checks and balances. Fam. There's certain things and processes that have to be followed. Yo. You can't just go and do what you want in life and not have consequences. Dog, I'm not talking about Trump firing Comey. No. I'm talking about your man, Brad, what's his name, Batwell? Chad <laughs> Moss came on this show while propagating a lie across the internet regarding aviations. Bow Wow, you deceived us. Damn, Bow Wow. He had us looking stupid out here yesterday, too. So everybody was like, are you going to ask him about it? We couldn't, because we recorded it before. But executive order. Executive, executive order. order right first now. executive order on Jesus and Mero. Please bring that over here. You know what I'm saying? Signing this. Thank you. Bow Wow. Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss. 
you are no longer welcome on the set. You are banned from the show. Mm -hmm. You must stay within mm -hmm. 1,600 feet mm -hmm. of either. It's a bow wow ban. Yeah, yeah. Ninth Circuit trying to block that. Hereby banned. How did I miss this? I mean, granted, I haven't like been watching TV in a couple of days, but like it's totally wow. okay. It's totally okay. That's what I'm here for. Oh my gosh! Yes, so we're was, here for like... the. You're here for open ended for the research for open ended. Thank you, James. <laughs> the, the 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 fact checker of open ended. That's me. Thank you. Uh, so. <laughs> So it, it's pretty much been tickling my bones, like from the my same uh, like feelings that I've gotten from learning about Firefest. That is so, wild. So I've been really churning on this a lot because, like, while everybody's been clowning Bow Wow, like, I don't rightfully say, so. Yeah, but like, <sighs> I I I don't want to say particularly that I know why he did it, but mm. I can ah. I feel weird saying this. I can sympathize. Totally. Absolutely. With his reasoning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. And now I that I understand there's, the there's context like so of it, I have so a lot of thoughts. Unpack here. There's so much to unpack. Yes. Now that I understand the context of this, this situation, I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. <laughs> interesting. So interesting. I'm curious, like, what, like, what are your thoughts to this? Um, well, there is a certain level of mystique especially around celebrities with living, you know, very fanciful, very, you know, accessible lifestyles. And, you know, I guess, you know, Bow Wow, as we said before, he's been, you know, a celebrity or at least a public figure for the last, I don't know, 15 years, like since we were kids, um, at least half my life, I've known about his existence. So, you know, he has always been kind of a public figure, especially in the black community. And when you are, at least your, your, your mystique or your image is, you know, being very, you know, how about this, wealthy and luxurious, you know, you've got to keep that going. And I think with, Bow Wow, he has slipped from that a bit. He has to, you know, perpetuate that standard continuously because, you know, his current standards aren't, aren't up to par with his past standards. So if he's taking commercial flights, he's not going to flaunt that. Like, who would flaunt that? Who would flaunt, I'm on a commercial flight, unless you, you know, don't travel often. And even, I mean, like, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, shame anybody for taking any airport selfies. I'm guilty of taking airport selfies. But um, I think when you are at a certain level of taking private jets, you know, on a regular basis, and now you're not doing that, you're taking commercial flight, there is something that happens, you know, and... I guess for whatever reason he felt that like, you know, he still had to uh, perpetrate this image of being, you know, in the same realm he was five, even 10 years ago. So, um, wow, that's, I mean, it's bold because like he's also a public figure and so like he is <laughs> recognizable. So to do that, like I can see someone like saying, lying about hey, i am going to a wedding to get out of like you know being at work for that weekend and then like go through like the depths of like you know 
some random place in like say for instance i don't know california and then take like oh here like here's a snapshot of something happening in this cafe or like you know here's something here's a stock image of like some palm trees and you can post up on your instagram to like you know perpetuate that you've been in a certain place but then you're actually just at home because you don't want to like talk to anybody or like avoid a conflict or something like that so mm-hmm. you know um I can I can see that being the case for like you know somebody like me or so, a friend of ours, someone who's not like you know necessarily a public figure, but a public figure doing that it's some bullshit because you're gonna get like <laughs> well like because you're gonna get recognized out on the yeah. street and yeah. that's what happened and you know you have to be like you have to be very stealthy about that shit like you can't just be out in the world and think that like oh man you know. I'm gonna take this picture. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be raw as hell. You know, it's gonna be cool. And then, <laughs> and that's, then of that's course, an interesting imitation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't heard Bow Wow's voice in a while, and um, and um, yeah, and then post something online, and I mean, of course, you're gonna get found out. Like that. Wow. Like, yeah. My gosh. Anyway, that's that's me dealing with it in the first like five minutes. I'm sure I have other <laughs> thoughts about it. But like, what about you? Yeah. You've been like living with the story for like at least a day. So like, please tell oh, me no. because it's, it's been a couple of days. It's been a okay. Well, days. yeah. So like, <laughs> please inform me because like I had no like I knew. I mean, I know why this slipped under the radar because there's some like crazy shit going on in the world that I don't want to acknowledge. Maybe. But um, this is way more fun. So it's okay. Um, like this, yeah. this studio is like a bubble that we can kind of. Like, <gasps> God bless. Step, aw- step away from <laughs> the fucked up nature of our uh, our country right now. Absolutely. God bless. But so, like, the reason, yeah. like, so I've been sitting with it for a while. And, like, you know me. Like, I'm always, like, taking a tender, small idea, like, a celebrity lying on social media and, like, trying to find the reasons why and, impack- and unpacking it into, like, a very large question. So... Like, kind of, like, what I've been touching on thinking about it is, like, thinking about, at least for me, like, this has been, like, a meme on this show that I've moved away from Chicago. I'm here in New York. You're in Chicago. And I I miss Chicago. I do. I I love my new life out here, but I miss it. And I've been having so many changes in my career and like dealing with like this feeling that what I'm doing is okay. Like that everything is okay. You know what I mean? And for me, like I look at Bow Wow and it's like, you know, he's this public figure. He's, he's been so well off for a portion of his life and used to the finer things. And like, maybe things are a little bit drier now and you have to keep up that facade. So for me, it's not necessarily like the financial uh, like feeling of that but just more of like the social thing like like i don't know who's put this pressure on me to think that like i am known for trying new things being well at it and being open about my process about things that i work on you know what i mean mm-hmm. and whenever i feel like i'm not doing that i feel like i'm <laughs> This sounds terrible, Cher, but, like, I feel like I'm betraying the people that follow the things I do. Like, I feel guilty that, like, 
I used to keep up a newsletter and I have not wrote anything in that for like almost a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this the reality of the nature is I've been busy. Like I've been tired. I've been sad, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's like this feeling of like, oh man, these people, like I've given them an insight into like the way I think and like my life and people are going to be disappointed and I know these people don't give a fuck you know but like there's that ego in your head that's like you have to continue that for the sake of whatever <laughs> you know what I mean and like granted like I I can't like post a photo of me in front of a MacBook being like oh man writing on this book you know what I mean like I can't do that because like I don't know, it feels wrong but like I can understand why someone who feels this need to feel like they're relevant and, and then I think also like these things that I'm working on are not very public facing and I'm used to always having to being public facing like when I worked for myself like things I could be as public facing as I want and I could be as public as I want and now I don't work for myself so I can't be as public as I used to and that means like I've had to scale back a lot so I don't know does that make sense, Cher? Like, I feel like I yeah, just absolutely. Um, I, no, I, no. I just I just vomited. No, you needed to. No, that's great. <laughs> and I don't know, and that's what this is for. This is what this show's about. Yeah. But no, oh, I completely boy. understand where you're coming from as far as like having this pressure of archiving every moment of your life. And I think when you have a certain like presence online or a certain corner of your line, albeit if you are Bow Wow, who has a, you know, a very large following who still like very much, you know, are supportive of him no matter what he does. Um, or, you know, in your community of followers and friends who are very supportive of whatever you produce, you feel like you owe them something. And exactly, exactly. And, you know, you and it's like you know what I was talking about with Val about his mystique. You know, you've got to continue like feed that animal of you know creating content, creating that you know continuing on this you know this this brand, if you will, that you've created for yourself. And if you falter in any kind of way, you know you might lose some of your edge. And I think in regards to you, you have been so open about things and you've archived so much of your life. And I think that goes about, that goes with so many friends in our circles or just like, I think just the human condition that is, you know, living online is having everything documented in a way that could be tracked back. Like something mm -hmm. as simple as the app time hop, you know, I check it every day to see like, Oh, what happened to me eight years ago or whatever I posted online. And it's a very weird app in the way that like, you know, it kind of could trigger something that happened to you really shitty online if you mm -hmm. post it on there. Mm -hmm. But then also something that happened like, Oh, I forgot completely about that thing that happened. This random memory that happened that occurred, you know, six or seven years ago. So it's always fascinating to kind of see how people curate their online presence because I feel it is kind of a curation. It is definitely a filtering because, you know, you only really want the good shit online. And it's, it's a rare case when people post everything. And even the everything, quote unquote, everything they put on there, it's still a very filtered, condensed version of the real um, events or incident or what have you. You know, it's 
it's only coming from like one side and it's not necessarily like the real thing that happened. So like it's the thing about online is that like, you're not really sure if anything is real. And, um, you know, when you have events that happen with Bow Wow and he like posts something that was clearly didn't happen, you know, that kind of puts into jeopardy everything else he put in before then as well. So it's kind of like, okay, if this is fake, you know, what else is fake in his past? What else is going on? And it gets, and you, you dig deeper and deeper and then you find out shit that you probably have no business even knowing about, but it's what we produce online and what we actively choose to put online, I think is what people tend to judge us on and, or how often we put online that people tend to judge us on. And like, for me, I, I'm not as open online. There's stuff that I might say casually, you know, or like whatever I say, something that happened to me really terribly, it's like underlined, you know, in a joke that I say, like, um, like last week, um, I was in a very, really sad, sad week for myself. I was pretty depressed. And I posted something like, if my makeup was popping, it's because I feel dead inside. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's and it's like, it's a, it was a true estimate. I put a lot of makeup on that day because I felt awful and didn't want to leave my bed. So for me, like, unlike you, you're very open and there's like really no kind of um, walls up as far as the way you feel about mm-hmm. certain things. Unlike me, I would just deflect my emotions as much as possible. It's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm crying, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. I'll, I'll, my tears will dry eventually. It's fine. You know? <laughs> and um, just trying to navigate that online, it's very tricky. Hmm. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling fatigue of like being open online um but i do have like a quick question like are you are you afraid of being forgotten i already am james um no, i'm kidding oh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um i don't know i I think in some ways I felt that way a few years ago. Um, I guess it kind of goes back to like using online. So I don't use Facebook as a form of contact content production at all. I don't produce any of my own content. If I'm doing anything on Facebook or rather if I'm, if I come up in your newsfeed, it's because someone tagged me into it, but I've never like actively put like a, write a post. I haven't done that since 2007. Um, I stopped doing that for a number of reasons. I was in college and I had went away for school for a year and then I came back um, for a number of reasons, mostly because my mother got sick. And it was a time where I kind of like, retreated from everything including online and it was still like in the early days of online presence like twitter i think i've been around for a couple of months and i didn't have a twitter yet like i don't think twitter was like really like a public thing until like 2009 i think like most people i know started getting those around then um profiles around then but facebook was still very much like collegiate very like student-based it wasn't public for everyone so um it was just all my college friends having you know, 
our high school friends at their you know individual schools and kind of having this very you know collegiate experience where as I was back at home going to a commuter school like I wasn't in community college but I was at a local public college and you know taking care of my sick mother and that was not something I had ever wanted to publicize ever so I just retreated retreated further and then I stopped really talking to my high school friends and I started having friends at my current, uh, my, uh, my then current university, but I didn't really post anything online. So it just continued to go further and further away. And after a while I felt like because I wasn't producing anything online, my high school friends would forget about me completely because I wasn't a constant presence on their online forum. And after I graduated college and I ran to a couple of, kids from my high school they didn't remember me immediately and it freaked me out because it only been about five years since we went out we graduated from high school and it was that first moment where I was like oh wow that's how prevalent the online is to, in our lives is that like if I'm not constantly in their feed they'll forget I exist and as far as getting over the whole idea of like being afraid I'll be forgotten I've already kind of felt that idea of being forgotten and it's actually not that bad so um I don't know I feel like the people who mean the most to me right now in my life I would be very sad that I that they would forget me but I think as long as people that I love and I want in my life and make an effort to have in my life don't forget me I don't really think that if by like if like this podcast for instance one day we might end it and um if it goes away and people forget about it, I'll be a little sad about it, but I think I would be more sad if the people in my life that I care about the most would forget about me. So I'm not sure if that was a really long way of answering your question, but oh, um, it's okay. yeah. I was just curious because like, I feel like a lot of this, like I think it's a very human and American thing. Mm-hmm. Western and culture for like, sure. And, like, this is, like, all speculative. Like, I don't have research in front of me. But, like, this, like, feeling of being obsessed with your legacy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, (laughs) this is wild. Like, every time I step out of the house, like, (laughs) or even I'm in the house because I can die in my house. Like, I think about... Dark days, Jeez, I know. James. Yo, Gosh. man. Okay, so you know how much I like to cook. Like, I, I'm always afraid that there's gonna be like one final destination situation where like I forget to turn off the gas, and then like I slip on like some oil I dropped, and then like oh the knife like flies out of my hand, goes. What into are you my doing? Arm. Dropping oil for? Like, what are you doing? Um, yo. So I made a <laughs> brief aside. I made this banging ass blackened tilapia. Mm. Um, using like brown sugar and a bunch of other seasonings, but I needed a shit ton of oil in order to like make it flash cook mm. in the uh, on the pan. And let's just say I had quite like an oil spill just Yikes. everywhere. But <laughs> the oil spill. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, you caught hey. that. Um, <laughs> so Sponsored by BP. Yeah. So like I'm wow. And so I'm always like thinking about this. So it's like weird. Like I think about. M- what would be the last thing that's on my Twitter feed? Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I died like right now, <laughs> like let's say like I have a heart attack while I'm talking to you right now. Like don't do that. The last thing I, I, I won't, 
I, I can't promise, but like, <sighs> what, like, m- m- the last thing I tweeted will be, like, something about rompers. You know what I mean? Like, male, <laughs> m- you know, like, we did the big m- male romper thing, like, happened over the internet today. Yes. So, beautiful, beautiful rompers, by, by the way. So, that will be the last thing I tweeted. And, like, let's say, like, I die, die on the way home. And, like, that's, that's my legacy. <laughs> Making a, like, a clever joke about male rompers. Like, so, like, I get this feeling of, like, needing to, like, like, when you're consistently posting, there's always, like, a chance of keeping your legacy intact mm-hmm. in your own words versus having it be, like, folklore of other people. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, this yeah. weird feeling of, like, having control of your narrative, but then at the same time, it's, like, you're feeding the machine. Right. You know? It's weird. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think in regards to that, just just being so hyper aware of what you're producing too is so I don't know, I think it's a detriment, honestly, to like the way you make I don't know, like I mean, I don't consider, you know, social media and like making that kind of content art. Um at least for me, I don't think it's art. Um, it's, I'm not producing art when I like I make a tweet. This is art. I'm gonna do right now. It's art. It's not my my mindset at all. I'm just like making something silly just to deflect whatever emotions I'm feeling in that moment. But okay, so like brief brief question: Why why do we participate in social media in the first place? Like, what is the reason for it? Because everybody else is. <laughs> No, there's got to be, like, something deeper. Like, there's got to be, like, something in that. Like, is this, like, innate feeling of, like... I think it's just, like, wanting to be, participate. I think it's that, you know, that very, you know, um, visceral feeling of wanting to belong somewhere, belong to a group, have community. Like, and, have a tribe. Yeah, have a tribe, have community, have someone to turn to, companionship. And I feel like so many of our friends are online we or we have like exclusively online friends friends we never see never meet you know but just our friends that we talk to exclusively online and you know it's such a bedrock of the way we communicate these days is through online even when you're like texting with somebody i mean like that goes through a satellite and becomes somewhere else and like you know that is being transmitted through a network so i mean like no matter what we do it's has to have some form of technology and you know living online communicating online social media like that is just the way we talk to one another now and um i think just the innate feeling of finding your tribe no matter where that is you know we're constantly being further and further away from like you know human interaction actual you know human to human content in 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 real life and in person you have found that community online. And I think that's why people go there is to like be connected with people, not necessarily doing it to like have a pissing content about how, how cool their weekend was. But I think it's, I mean, that's what it's come down to. But I think like, you know, in its most earnest ways, it's so you can be with your friends. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's just what happened now. It's just what's happening I, I, I feel you on that. Like, perhaps maybe, I guess, like, now looking 
from inward now outward like maybe that's like what Bao was trying to do like maybe he was like trying to like like feeling like a, a like an allegiance to some sort of tribe and maybe this tribe has to do with very wealthy hip-hop artists you know what i mean and I'm like sure. this feeling of like i have these signifiers that like i can like be a part of your tribe too and like yeah. and like a need to fit in can go as fo- so far i mean like okay this is like sociology 101 here but like a feeling to fit in can uh, always can lead to lying like it's very easy to do absolutely yeah and like i think like that's why i was saying like the whole mystique thing that is you know it's it's all built into that idea that he has you know this brand he's created for himself rather was created for him when he was a child and so like he's continuing this you know this story if you will because it's like now it's become a story because he's creating he's creating his own narrative that is uh diverging from reality (laughs) because he you know is you know producing you know, pictures online that were not from him, but, you know, perpetuating that it is his. And, you know, it's trying to create this narrative that falls in line with what community that he has grown since he was a child. Mm-hmm. So and we're continually like creating our narratives and mm-hmm. you making witty jokes, but in reality, incredibly sad inside. And me saying that I would, in fact, like purchase a romper because it goes to my quote unquote. Uh, online brand of being witty and somewhat funny and self-depreciating. Like, yeah, we're all, play- we're all playing the game. We're all playing. We the are. Game. We are. And we're all I scamming. Think- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, there's that whole meme oh, about man. like you know, me in real life versus me online. Like, it's you know, it's different for a reason because no one is the real the real selves online. It's always a filtered, condensed version. And no matter if you're Bow Wow or you're me or you're you, James, like, we're all trying to put on a facade. Oh, God. Like, I feel, man, I felt like I just, like, sat in a fucking, uh, um, like, crit back in art school. Like, (laughs) (laughs) God, my brain hurts now. (laughs) For good reason. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, like, let my brain kind of, like, sizzle off. And I'm sure you're going to do the same. Mm -hmm. So... We're going to take a quick break real quick. We're going to get some water. We're going to maybe take like a siesta. Um, But we're going to have a quick break and tell you about some people that are helping pay the bills here at Open Ended. Yes. Thank you, bill payers. This week, we are sponsored by Field Notes Brand. Again. Surprise, surprise. So... Share. I know you've been like, you've been rattling on a bit about these damn notebooks for so much. Can you please tell me more about them? Absolutely. Um, I just discovered um, a pack of Field Notes book, Field Notes books that I got last year at XOXO out in Portland. It came with a three pack with a beautifully colored, specially made order for XOXO. It's kind of like splash paints, really cute. And there are three brand new notebooks I cannot wait to fill the summer. So I'm gonna have it for July, sorry, June, July, and August. And I'm excited. So um, that's Field Notes. You can get so many of these awesome seasonal limited editions, like the one from XOXO, not that one specifically, but you can find these US made memo books and other products on their website. You can go to fieldnotesbrand.com or you can visit their office here in Chicago at 401 North Racine. So that like actually just reminded me though, like I am like low key pissed that I <laughs> I left my 
pack of field notes at the Airbnb in Portland. Damn. <laughs> so I'm like thinking about them, like, oh man, they were so beautiful. They were like black and pink and orange. And mm-hmm. I so I cute. Like, I was at PDX and I was just like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. I'm I'm just using the notes app like a mere like you know punk. You know, so don't be a punk. Get yourself a field note. Hey, Cher. Hey. You know what time it is? It is open call time. Open call time. Open call. It is open call time. So if you are unfamiliar with open call, open call is where we give a shout out to what it is we're feeling this week. It can be a concept. It can be an idea. It can be an object. It can be whatever we want because it's our show. So Cher, what are you feeling this week? Oh my gosh. So um, I was downstairs in my storage unit basement last night. And I was just, like getting some summer clothes together, and for whatever reason, this song popped into my head—a song I haven't thought about, or even like—I don't remember how it just came in my head, but it just came into my head. And yeah. Anyway, so Tyler Perry <laughs> uh, had a um, <laughs> has uh, had a lot of. Plays. Most of his movies came from plays, and the one that I liked the most was Meet the Browns. And um, I believe all the plays are actually available on YouTube. But there was one song that was in the play that I used to harmonize in high school, like in the choir room, harmonizing this song with one of my um, with um, my high school best friend Regina. We used to hum the song and like do two-part harmonies to it and it's called ain't nothing like a good man ain't nothing like a good man loving his woman and strong in his stand ain't nothing like a good man loving his woman and strong in his stand and um it was originally performed by Demetria McKenney, and it is, it's such a good song. It's so good, but like just her, the way she sang it, the original version, um, it's just so full of, you know, conviction and um, pageantry. But, you know, I think my memories is mostly just about me and my friend um, harmonizing the song and singing it together. And it just brought back all these really beautiful memories of just that simpler time of just being a kid. So um, that's my shout out this week is Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns song, Ain't Nothing Like a Good Man. What about you, James? Dang. <laughs> Told you, black as fuck. That <laughs> is something. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Bro. This whole time I'm just like, yo, <laughs> you out here with the deep cuts. <laughs> Deepest cuts, my friend. I was gonna say we're not even gonna go to the fact that like your favorite Tyler Perry is like Meet the Browns, when clearly, like, uh, the best one is the second play. Um, why am I forgetting on the damn name? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm not even gonna look it up. So, <laughs> my open call this week. Um, so to give you a little bit of backstory, like I have been really like looking for a new hobby. Like I, 
for the first time. Why are you and... telling me about this? I would have totally helped oh. you with like new hobbies. Hey, I like to save things for the show. Sure. Um, <laughs> I've really been like like looking for a new hobby, um, mainly because like for the first time in years, and like I I shit you not like years like I have no side projects, so I have time. I have time, like. Like I'm, uh, my hobbies were just doing other things outside of work, and by things I mean like other work. But I've like been podcasting, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't 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 go there, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I want a real real hobby, and I've been doing some things that have been real hobbies, like for instance at work. I joined uh, the uh, softball team here at Gimlet. So I've been like back to playing like like team sports, feels good. But the real thing that I think has like become my new hobby is cooking. So I want to give a shout out to this app called Yumly. And I swear this is not an ad. <laughs> I just really <laughs> fucking love this app. It's Yumly. It's spelled just like the startup way as you would think it, like two M's. Mm. L Y, mm. <laughs> and this app is like super dope. So the reason why I'm like giving it a shout out is because like I can just search by like ingredients and it will just pop up like everything I can make with these ingredients. So I can like look in my kitchen and be like, yo, like I've got like black olives and like fucking pineapple, <laughs> and they'll like James, find some like cool shopping. shit with that. So what I've been doing because like. I'm really trying to get into this hobby, yo, is, like, I've been putting it in the calendar. Like, I have a shared calendar with Peachemoji slash wife of mm-hmm. the show, <laughs> Sine Rolson. Uh, and I've just been like, hey, like, this is the menu today. Like, yesterday we had blackened tilapia, as I mentioned earlier. I found this, like, dope-ass recipe for, like, brown sugar, paprika, oregano, salt, pepper, and, like garlic salt and you just like marinate it in this and you just throw it on the pan and it was like ready in like 10 minutes I found like this dope ass recipe for like the best fucking home fries I've ever made in my entire life um, tomorrow I'm making broccoli stuffed chicken breasts with this really wild like recipe that um, like you just put like the broccoli and the cheese in the middle of the uh, chicken breast like I'm getting mad excited about Yumly and like all these recipes that I'm finding there and it like aggregates it from like all across the web so why can't I just find recipes from everywhere so I dig it it like looks good on the iPad there's also an Apple TV app if you're into that thing like we use it sometimes we're just in the living room like what do you want for dinner and like just searching through like we look like a fucking startup commercial and <laughs> and it's cool so like now I'm like really into cooking and I'm just like yeah I'll make you food and I don't know so I'm excited about cooking now and Yumly has done that. Uh, I think it's free. Yeah, it's a free app. And yeah, scope it out. Yumly. Episode 88. 88, year I was born. Hey, <laughs> So, like, Ay. I. I shit you not like I'm actually kind of bummed that like this episode's already over like I was just like talking with you and I was just like holy shit we're like at the end oh man I know. and I got a little sad oh <laughs> but, James 
We can talk after it's over. No, I know. I know. I know. But we'll talk formally next week. Mm-hmm. But we did want to like thank you so much for listening and thank you so Absolutely. much for like sharing the episodes uh, that we put out lately. Yeah, and thanks so much li- new listeners too. Like, thank you for coming yeah. back and we appreciate yeah, like, you guys. Yeah, these new listeners are like mad, mad dope. Like I especially yes. want to give a shout out um, to at Trini Mango Hater. Um, T-R-I-N-I Mango Hater. Like you send us like a really nice thing. And it just really made my day when I got that message from you. So if you're listening, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to tell like other people about Open Ended, you can tweet the show with the hashtag Open Ended. And you can tweet at the show at Open Ended FM. You can follow me at Share Musings. And you can follow me at underscore James T. Green. And you can send us an email if you so wish at the Open Ended Podcast at gmail.com. You can also give us some love. You can send a donation, if you will. You can go to openended.fm slash donate. You can rate us on or review us on Apple Podcasts. You can recommend us over on Overcast, Pocket Casts, or whatever you listen to your audio programming. And uh, we are a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Co-op and Post Loudness. Yeah, um, I've got like a little announcement before we end. So mm-hmm. I can finally announce the show that I'm working on. We have a name. Yes. Oh Red Giblet, and yes. it's called The Nod. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. When I saw that, I was like, nope. No, you guys did not do that. <laughs> I'm so hyped. Like, that's the perfect fucking yes. name. Yes. Uh, can you talk about the origin of that or no? No. Okay. I fair. can't. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. But, but I'm thing here I can for say, it. The only thing I can say is that it's coming out in July. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for it. The nod. It's so smart. Ugh. Gosh. So yeah. Um, also, this episode's been produced by myself and James. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. Oh, and the scoring was all done by me. The music you've heard. Oh, yeah. 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 We're, you know, <laughs> we've done this. You know, you know what's up. Yeah. But yeah. So it's between me and James, we, we are, are handcrafted production. Yes. <laughs> And we're making it for you guys. So thanks so much again for listening and hope you turn in next week. But until then, keep things open-ended. Post loudness. Audio.